giving us the opportunity to see all another life you we thank you for loving us with an everlasting love we thank you for not giving up on us we thank you that your goodness keeps coming after us father we thank you and our mouths are filled with joy we thank you that we are able to descend your moves in the year 2021 we thank you that we do not miss it lord in 2021 and we thank you that we will not miss it in the year 2022 we thank you again lord most importantly we can call you our father and we thank you that you call us your children we pray again and again and may christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight and in our lives in the name of our lord jesus amen wow i hope you are equally excited or more excited than i am for the year 2022 in fact it is a year that the lord has made and because it is a year that was made by the lord we have every reason to rejoice and be glad in it because we know that he has prepared good for us I welcome us all to the year 2022 and it's an honor and a privilege an opportunity that we don't want to take for granted at all and indeed he qualified us to see this year so that we can work the work he knew has qualified us while it's in a day season of our lives for gradually 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 the night season of our life is coming where we will not be able to work we thank god for this opportunity And last year we ended up looking at be left alone part 1 and we left you with a song where the writer was asking us questions that did you really do what God asked you to do did you really go where he sent you to go and if I'm hoping that these were questions we were able to genuinely answer last year even as you had your period of left alone so ideally you should have ended off with that episode but I just want to go a step further and just share with you a little bit more practicals on things to do when you are left alone remember that we said that there are two components of being left alone or that goes on when you are left alone is that it's a period of wrestling basically the flesh and the spirit your will against the will of god your desires against the desires of god and it's a period that would only be impactful when you are genuinely honest with yourself and i left you with a scripture in 1 Corinthians 11:31 that says that if he who judges himself shall not need to be judged so is the period where you judge yourself and i want to go a little bit further to explain in practicals or into details a bit of details worth things you can do but it's a period of serious honest assessment and evaluation so basically Um this is what I personally like to do and I'll just like to share my templates with you and I'm sure you know that it is not a standard or 
it's just something that if you have not been doing you can mold yours around mine something that suits you something that meets your needs and something that you are comfortable with doing but before i just go on it's very important that ideally you should be having such periods of left alone as often as possible it should not be uh, once in a year something we do but at least if you think you are more busier than president um joe biden you can have yours once a year but it's very important maybe you can do it once a month or once in the in the middle or twice in a year it's very important i want to share um a testimony or <laughs> an experience of this important reason for evaluation was in last year 2021 and in such periods of being left alone one of the evaluations i i came that changed my direction was when it comes to my finances because earlier part of the year my income by the middle of the year had changed in fact had tripled so let's say i was making or let's say my income averagely was one Ghana cities one Ghana city um in january around june july my the money i was getting was around let's say three Ghana cities four Ghana cities but it didn't occur to me that my offering remained the same so if later I was given an offering of 10 pesos and or an offering of 20 pesos and whenever I had an opportunity to sow a seed or to support a project, I'll give 10 pesos. That was generally my financial contribution, if I should say. But even though my income or the money I was earning tripled or whatever, it increased. I realized that my offering, okay, I did realize, but my offering was still the same. But it was in such periods of evaluating my life and when i got to or uh, evaluating myself that it dawned on me that even though my finances have increased god has blessed me financially the money i was still given as offering and seeds and all those things still remained the same and it was a cry it was a huge cry so immediately it occurred to me i had to quickly change my offering and you see this is what periods of being left alone does for you because really sometimes you won't know it won't occur to you because of the 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 ups and downs of a day of your life of your routine sometimes a lot of things will slip by you that's why there are things or these periods are important when you just sit down and reflect because many a times we'll be missing it but it won't even occur to us in revelations in chapter 2 chapter 3 one particular church when god or when jesus was um talking about the church he said that you have a reputation of being alive but you are dead so i think the church of sardis i'm not sure but one of the churches everybody called them that they were a vibrant church they were alive but before god they were dead and this is something that we should not take for granted because you would think that oh you are still praying you are still going to church you are still fellowshipping you are still doing the normal christian routine but god may have left that mountain that you are you know in Deuteronomy 1 verse 8 he told them that you have been so long at this mountain it's time to move you may be at a particular mountain that god has left long time but sometimes because you don't really sit back to reflect on your life and take account of your life god may be in a different mountain and you will be in another mountain so it's very important that we have such period so let's just look into details what goes into being left alone and obviously there are three things that generally you need a notebook a pen and a bible or a writing whether you use your ipad or whatever but it's very important that you write and i think i stated here on the podcast that i think that every serious christian needs a journal or what you may want to call a diary and it's not a diary that you write 
today, 1st of January 2022, I woke up in the morning, I brushed my teeth, I met Kodo, I met Kwame, not that kind of diary. But I believe that every Christian needs to have some sort of records, especially of God's dealings with the person. There are certain encounters and certain experiences that you must document as a serious Christian. In fact, the Bible is full of documentations of God's dealings with the people. Imagine Moses had not written down the journeys of the Israelites from bondage to the promised land. Imagine people didn't document their lives, their dealings with God. We would have scripture. Imagine Papa Luke did not write the Acts of the Apostles. Imagine he did not journal their encounters, their struggles, their victories. We would have been left with nothing. Imagine John Wesley did not write. Imagine Charles Finney did not write. Imagine Alexander Dewey did not write. Imagine all these people we call generals. There were no records of them. We would have been robbed of valuable mantles and informations and pathways. So as a believer, you must have some sort of agenda where you must record important activities in your life, important encounters, important dealings of God in your life. And it's that book that you should use for this. So if you don't have one, at least just pause the podcast, go to a shop nearby or order, I don't know how you get it, but get some sort of a journal. It's not something we can negotiate with. Get some sort of a book, a diary, and document your dealings with God, document your events with God. For example, the podcast, I have all of my notes for the podcast documented on my laptop in a folder. All of them, all of them, part one to part, whichever. So you need obviously a book and a pen and a Bible and whatever, whether you use electronic or whatever. But these three documents or these three materials are important. And for me personally, you can do a three-day something. And I'm not saying it's only do a three-day prayer and fasting, but... You can segregate your left alone into three sections. So I'm just sharing with you things you can do. But as I said, you can... I remember a point when I was in secondary school, I used to fast 40 days towards my birthday. And it was those periods where I'll be left alone with God. But now I have not been doing that. Now I've been reducing the days. Mercy. So you see, these are evaluations that I must be doing. I should be increasing, not reducing. But frankly speaking, these are honest evaluations you must make about yourself. So generally, and I saw one spiritual instructor also give something similar. And obviously, so let's say you are doing a three days something. Or if you want to have a three hour, maybe 31st December or 1st January or 2nd January or 3rd January or whichever day. But it should be a very early in the year or very late of the year. Maybe it's three hours that you want to be left alone with God. And obviously, the first hour should go into massive Thanksgiving. But preferably, I would like to use three days. So maybe you are starting on a Monday or on a Friday. Friday will be a day of Thanksgiving. And as someone who appreciates the blessings of God, remember in our topic, the unusual in the usual, I drew, or the Holy Spirit drew our minds to the fact that when we say the blessings of God, we are not talking about cars, marriage, but promotion, those are fringes or results of his blessings. You must thank God for the gift of salvation. You must thank God that you are born again. You must praise God that you are his child, that he calls you his child. You must thank God that he calls you his father, that you call him his father. You must thank God for angelic assistance. You must thank God for his blessings. You must thank God for, for so many things. And I think in last year, when we were doing six prayers to pray in the year 2021, the last prayer topic, 
I give you so many things to pray about or to thank God for. We thank God for healing. We thank God for deliverance. We thank God for sustenance. We thank God for protection. We thank God for provision. We thank God for healing. We thank God for deliverance. We thank God for daily bread. We thank God for the blood. We thank God for the word. We thank God for the Holy Spirit. We thank God for pastors that he has given after his own heart. We thank God for spiritual instructors. We thank God for fathers. Like, there's so much. It's a prayer where you must sit back and you must thank God. And if you are someone who is not reflective, someone who doesn't document things, there are so many things that God did for you in the year 2021. Because of your failure to document it, you realize how shallow your thanksgiving is. So it's a period where you must pour out your genuine appreciation that indeed God has been good to you. Indeed, God is generous. Indeed, your Father is a good God. So generally, the day one is the day where we thank God Thank you for loving us. Thank you for not giving up on us. So basically, you can try that too. I'm saying that before be three days a week because I don't want to cramp everything in one session. So throughout the day, maybe depending on your lifestyle, your schedule, maybe you can have one hour solid straight of just worshiping God. And throughout the day, you are calling God praise. Throughout the day, a deliberate and a, and a conscious effort you do. And on day two, here's when I get into the real stuff. So what I like to do is that on my day two or my second session, I like to review my year. I like to review my year. And depending on how you want to go about it, but I think I have five aspects of my life that I like to review. And obviously, the first one is my walk with God. I'll explain into detail. So the first aspect of my life I like to review is my walk with God, my relationship with God. The second aspect of my life I like to review is my relationship with people. How have I related with my friends, with my siblings? Have I honored my parents in the Lord or have dishonored them? My aunties, my uncles, my divine helpers. I try to evaluate my relationships with people. And there I would I would share with you one of the the pitfalls I had in this year that I'm believing God to correct next year. And the third aspect of my life that I like to review is my health. I look at my my diet, my exercise, how I treat the body that God has given to me because we know that our bodies are the temples of soul. In 2020, when I did that, I decided that I must be jogging every evening. And I can say to the glory of God that at least three times or twice every single week, I go for jogging. The times that I don't do it is maybe when we have a week-long program at church or when I have traveled. I think apart from these two instances, I don't think there has been a particular week that I've not done any form of exercise, aerobic exercise. Even times when maybe let's say I traveled, I'm unable to do jogging, I at least go for a prolonged period of walks. I I, I try to evaluate my, my diet. And if you are somebody who, you know, you can't be somebody who does that and listen to this podcast, but you should look at your health. And your health has to do with not just your physical well-being, but your emotional well-being and your mental well-being. It's very important. You must look at how emotionally balanced you are. Have you been an impromptu and impulsive person this year? Are you not like Joseph or you are the opposite of Joseph? You know, when Joseph heard that Mary was pregnant, he said that he was thinking about what to do. I evaluate your life. Are you someone who just reacts upon the slightest information without getting all the details, without being 
detailed and thorough enough your emotional well-being you must evaluate it your mental health you must you must go through and and ask yourself and when you do that one of the things you would resolve to do is to really reduce the news you listen to because it really disturbs your mental health <laughs> so you must review it and the, that's the third one the fourth i and it's not in order of importance so the fourth one i like to review um has to do with my career or my my development as a professional person and sometimes you can add um the calling of god upon your life it it depends on you you can put evaluating how you are fulfilling your ministry you know Paul told Agrippa that take heed to the ministry that God has given to you so you may decide to look at this one as an individual or a separate section or you may decide to join yours when they are talking about your relationship with God but as your character and your capacity building have you learned any new skill in your line of work if you are um, you are into coding have you learned any coding language if you are into data and statistics have you learned any new software if like anything what skills have you learned if you are into catering which new dish have you learned to prepare or maybe it may not be a skill in your field but you want to just broaden your horizon so maybe um let's say for me i have very little to do with coding and website development but i can decide that oh i want to just learn how to design how to photoshop simple edit like any type of thing and obviously in your career too either you would occasionally read books on people in your field something just to build capacity just learn i evaluate myself on that i think that's my fourth one and as i said you can also decide to separate your calling what has god called you to do and how well are you fulfilling your calling and the last one which is also very important is your finances your finances and that what i did early in the year and i realized that even though my income or the money I was earning had increased my offering remained the same so i like to evaluate so what actually occurred to me was that i calculated if let's say i'm giving 20 pesos offering on sundays i look at the whole year so 20 times if there are 52 weeks you do the math and i realized ah So this is the amount I'm giving God the whole year is too small. So if the amount I'm giving God the whole year is not even up to let's say four or four months or three months of my salary, it's, it's, it's too small. It's too too small. In fact, when I did the math and I realized that ah, I'm giving God peanuts. But you know the funny thing is that people are even giving God less than I am doing, even though they have more. But these are the people who be so arrogant to talk in church. That eh, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And I, I, I think I said this last week that, or one of the episodes that, it's interesting that the people who talk about how the church use money, they are the people who don't give, who don't give often at all. Mostly those who give and give well, they hardly complain. But those who don't give, they are the ones that run their mouth. Mercy upon us. So you, you must look at your offerings. You must look at your tithe. You must look at the seeds you sow. You must look at your savings. Your savings. You must draw a budget that at the end of this year, I must get this amount of money financially. You must be stable. So if you are making this amount, let's say at the end of the year, I want to save 50% of my salary. You must note these things down and you must look at how your spending has been this year. You must evaluate it. 
and you must evaluate your expenditure what you spend on how you spend if there's a need for you to include take some shortcuts as in reduce your spending maybe you buy data or credit this amount for a year and you realize that you are using it on frivolous things i go to reduce your social media or i go to delete one of the social media platforms only you you are on tiktok you're on instagram you're on twitter you're on snap why why <laughs> so these are things that you must evaluate how you spend what you spend on how you are saving are you having any investment portfolios and i don't i don't want to think about stocks and bonds but at least you should have a saving something you are saving that you don't touch and if you have some sort of an investment maybe you open an investment where every extra money you are making maybe two side gigs or two gifts so maybe let's say your savings would be if your salary comes you are saving this percentage that goes there but if um somebody gives you your birthday you get gifts or something you get an extra income outside your usual income maybe you desire that 70% of all extra money is going to be invested you open an investment account so you must evaluate all these things it really helps you because the strength of your evaluation would determine the strength of your planning so day 2 is where you must evaluate all these aspects of your life then based on the results of your evaluation then you will strategize and for the next year so let me just go a little bit into details on the five areas that i evaluate and i think that you can increase the number i don't think you should reduce it but you can increase and last week i gave you a hint about our work with god i asked you a question that genuinely speaking how would you describe your relationship with god this is something that you must be honest and brutal with it and the song that i left you with last week which i believe in you with this week too is that one day you will stand before that throne it's a message that you should not get tired of it's something that you should not you should not downplay one day you will stand before him and he would ask you how did you use the gift of life i gave you you must evaluate your work with god and i told you that a key component of every relationship is communication evaluate your communication with god so these are the things i ask myself i try to look generally how how often do i pray in a day how often do i pray in a week how often and you realize how small it is so you must evaluate how you communicate with god too you must evaluate how you have been sensitive to his voice can you note down all the instructions god gave you this year the the seeds god told you to sow the people god told you to call the places god told you to go the gifts that he told you to use you must evaluate all these things how were you sensitive to the voice of god last year your commitment to his work and to the gift he has given you is something you must evaluate your participation in church activities do you belong to a department in the church how was your commitment to that department be to the activities of the department your commitment to prayer meetings you must evaluate your commitment to winning of souls how many people did you deliberately talk to about jesus and when you evaluate you realize how little you were doing for god you must evaluate your heart beat for god you know there was a church and as i was doing my as i was doing yeah, my evaluation for this year i decided to use revelations when god was dealing with the seven jesus particularly was dealing with the seven churches one church 
he said that they have forgotten their first love. One church was that they have the reputation of being alive, but they are dead. Another church was that they didn't hate the activity. One church was that they hated the activities of somebody. I've forgotten the name of the Nicolodians or something like that. And God commended them that they hated the activities of this person. Another church, God commended them because they were able to endure torture. So in your evaluation of your spiritual work, you can look at the book of Revelations and judge yourself according to the seven churches. So have you lost your first love? Are you dead but you think you are alive? What are you surviving? And I like the way all of them started. Jesus started by saying, I know your works. So you must evaluate yourself. So one way to evaluate your spiritual work is to use God's message to the seven churches in Revelations 2 and Revelations 3. And those are words for you. Remember when we had started last year, every word God is speaking to you, he is speaking to you. So when you read and God says that you have lost your first love, God is not talking to the, your neighbor. God is talking to you. So sit back and ask yourself, which first love have you lost? And like one of my spiritual instructors, this is how he founded the name of one of his denominations. He said, and interestingly, if my, my, my memory serves me right, he saw this word eight years ago. He was having his quiet time and he was reading that passage. And the passage was that you have lost your first love. And he personalized the word that, hey, God, which first love have I lost? So it was eight years ago after he read that, that God answered that your first love was preaching and teaching to children. That was when he started to intensify his students' campus ministries. Now, there was a man that had churches all over the world, or that has churches all over the world, but he left his big churches in the big cities and came to the schools and started what he now calls First Love Church. It was his quiet time. God told him that, what first love have you missed? So for some of us, our first love was teaching Sunday school children. Some of us, our first love was having a quiet time. Some of us, our first love was participating or being an usher in church. What first love have you left? And these are things. So these are the situations or these are the wrestlings you might be having with yourself. An aspect of your of your relationship with God is how willing have you been to discomfort yourself for God? You know, some instructions God will give you are really uncomfortable. What has been your willingness to undergo through this discomfort that God is putting you through? So you can note down all the difficult attacks that God gave you to do and how well you executed it. So when you start answering these questions honestly, then you are starting to make headway. Then you are being honest. And the Bible says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us. So if you want the cleansing of the blood, just walk in the light. Walk in the truth. Be honest with yourself. So in evaluating your relationship with God, these are certain questions that you must honestly answer. And you should not be in a hurry to answer. But you should evaluate your weeks, evaluate your months, evaluate your days. How well has your relationship with God been? Then we go to our relationship with people. Because we know that John said that, how can you love a God you have not seen and hate a brother you see? You must evaluate your relationship with people. Start with your family members, both sides, if you are married. Start with your family members, as in your wife and your children. If you are not married, your siblings, you must evaluate them. How well have you related with your brother, your sister? And that place, I have a big pit hole. And it's something that I need to be honest and evaluate and come up. In fact, one of my, I'm not done with my 
left aloneness. But one of the the judgments I made on myself, which is becoming um, one of my targets for this year, is that I'm making the conscious habit that at least <laughs> once a month I would randomly go to my contacts and call somebody on my contact, somebody. I, I was in the same school with in GSS or SS or in the university that we only watch each other's status. I've made it one of my ambitions this year. At least once a month, I will pick up the phone and call you. Hey, brother, it's been a while. How is life after school? What's up with you? Oh, I was just checking up. It's something that I'm making my mind. I've written, I'm writing down. I'm writing down. So I'm writing down that I will do in the year 2021. Because when I was doing my evaluation, one of the things I realized that I hardly check up on people. I, I don't do that. So it's one thing that I must be honest with myself that, oh, this year, dear, at least, or even if it's your birthday, I will make the effort not just to send you a, a message, at least I'll call you. So these are honest things you must do. Your relationship with people. Have you helped people this year? And I remember last year, I was talking about the fact that um, somebody posted on the status that um, I think she was listening to a sermon by a spiritual instructor and he said that this is my so good to do good to somebody and she posted it on the status that people should do good to her and I was shaking my head I was saying the word is for you it's not meant for us so you must ask yourself how deliberate have you in helping people who have you connected to and who have you connected to this year who have you helped? Who have you linked? Who have you networked? Who have you come through for? Who have you prayed for? Who have you interceded for? You must ask yourself this question. You must ask yourself about your relationship with people. Do you gossip? Do you backbite? Are you envious of people? How did you react when your friend had an increase in pay? How did you react when your colleague got the promotion? You must evaluate yourself, evaluate your, your character, your attitude. And you see, when you are honest with yourself, you realize how arrogant, rude, disrespectful, unnice, unkind you are. You see, we all think we are nice people. In fact, some of us, oh, me, I know I'm like this, but you are saying it with a sense of false humility. But you are, because you see, it's sad that I think I was... I was in a particular environment and somebody in my opinion had disrespected me and has been disrespecting me but I just ignored it. And this person was talking about how somebody is being disrespectful that oh this girl there she doesn't know how to talk and I was just looking at her I said you, you are here I told you something you spoke to me this way you are there talking about <laughs> but you see these are honest evaluations you must have with yourself because as I said you may think that you are alive but frankly speaking you are there you must be honest with yourself. How do you talk to people? You must evaluate your character so you can get the, the fruit of the components of the fruit of the spirit. Joy, goodness, kindness, brotherly love, evaluate. So you see that there's a lot of sitting down and reflecting to do. So it's something that obviously will take you quite some time. That's why you must be left alone. So that's the second aspect. You must evaluate your character. You must evaluate how you talk with your how how do, how you spoke to your mother this year, how you spoke to your father, you must note these things down. Then then what I gave was your health. Do you need to reduce your intake of sugar or salt or oil or late night eating? Your emotional well-being, do you need to read books? You see, you can go a whole year without reading a book and you won't even notice it. That's how passive and unintentional we can be. And you must correct these things. Which books must you read this year? 
it's not something you just do emotionally and say, oh, this year I want to read five books. When you talk about strategizing, I would I would give you a little bit more in depth. Your finances too, your offerings and your skills. So you must have your diary and be writing down all these things. Honestly evaluate every aspect of your life and note down key events and occurrences in your life. So in your diary after listening, write all these things down. And for me, one thing, one aspect of my life I always um, um, write down is how I celebrate my birthday. And I remember one time a friend who always asked me, hey, how was your birthday? And right that I always give that this year was my best. And she was like, hey, you last year, when I asked you, you said last year was your best. Last year, when I said last year, I said, yes, it's true. And I just realized that every year my birthday keeps getting better. And I note down my birthday or what goes on on my birthday. I note down people I met in the year, people who have been of help to me, spiritual instructors who have helped me. So if you look in my, my diary, I write, or maybe let's say this year I came across a, a spiritual instructor or uh, somebody I started listening to his sermons or reading his books. I write the person down, the person's name down. I write down how I came into contact with the person. Was I introduced to the person by casually on YouTube or somebody recommended his message? I write down spiritual instructors in my life who have been a blessing to me. I write down key moments in my life, days I had dreams or visions or days I started. Like, for example, when I started this podcast in 2020, I have the dates down, 14th of May, 2020. I have these moments down. I write them down. I write down in new friends I made, friends I lost, friendship I need to restore. So I write down my year. I evaluate important events. Maybe you graduated this year. You must write down your graduation. You must write down um, encounters, maybe a particular church service. You had the baptism of the Holy Ghost or you had a spiritual. You must note down these things. You must note them down. So I believe if I write you, you get to what I tell you, your diary, at least you have written like two pages by now. <laughs> then you go to the last aspect, which is strategizing for the next year. So as you have evaluated your life or your year, then you should note down things to do to correct it. So as I said, for example, let's say when it comes to my relationship with people, I hardly check up on people. So then my goal is to check up on people. That is one important thing. You don't just write an abstract statement. So after you have my goal is to um, check up on people, how am I going to achieve it? It's by calling people. Now, if you also write calling people, it's vague. Break it down into what we call smaller actionable steps. So as I said, if every month I'm calling one person that I don't usually message or WhatsApp, at the end of the year, I would have checked up on 12 different people. Or if it's somebody's birthday, I'm making the effort that I will not just wish them a message on their birthday. I will call them. Oh, how are you? How are you doing? What's up? It's been a while. And obviously, some people on their birthday, they are quite busy. Because everybody's calling, everybody's wishing. So, so you can set a, a reminder that, okay, maybe on the weekend or maybe two days after, you will call this person. So you don't just say, in the air, I'll be checking up on people. But you must break it down into smaller, actionable steps. Maybe your finances. Maybe you want to save um, what um, eight thousand cities this year and invest like two thousand cities. You look at your salary that you are making. So if maybe every month I want let's say ten thousand at the end of the year. So every month, how much should I save to get that? So maybe every month I'm saving nine hundred or thousand cities or eight hundred cities. You realize that. So let's say you want to save. 10,000 at the end of the year. If every month you are saving 1,000 cities, that's 12,000. 
at the end of the year. So you can decide that, okay, if it's 12,000, I will save 10,000 or let's say 9,000 out of the 12,000. So if I save 9,000, I'm left with 3,000. I will decide to have some sort of an investment account of let's say 1,005, uh, an M fund or something, or invest into a business, a small scale something, maybe a friend is doing something and you trust the person that, oh, if I invest this amount, I'll give you this percentage of my profits. You can have that. Then maybe the remaining thousand five, that would be your Christmas challenge. So Christmas, maybe you have, so if at the end of the year I'm saving 12,000, 9,000 for savings, 1,005 for some sort of an investment, I have 1,005 to chill my Christmas. So let's after 1,005 for Christmas, I'm deciding that, oh, maybe I'll give, maybe every year in your church, you have an end of year dinner, I will contribute 200 cities. So maybe you are left with um, 1,003. You are deciding that you go out for about three or four times. And every time you go out, you are spending 300 cities at most. You can go for a play. You can go for a party. Like, you break your, your life down into smaller, actionable steps. And you must be deliberate on it. So that's how you strategize for the year. But when it comes to your prayer life, for a start, I want to be praying aside the prayer you pray at church and what you mama in your room or in the bathroom or whatever or when you are washing you can decide that every Saturday evening or every Saturday in the morning you would maybe leave your house go to a park or go to your church or you spend 30 minutes every Saturday morning maybe in Thanksgiving I remember in the year 2019 or 2020 that was one of my my smaller actionable steps was to be a chronic Thanksgiver so I came up with my own strategy. That's how come I came up with what I like to call the thank you prayer. So I made it my ambition that whenever I'm walking to class or something, I'll be doing what I call the thank you prayer. Thank you for healing. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for delivering me from unfortunate circumstance. Thank you for coming through for me. Thank you for healing. Thank you for provision. Thank you for sustenance. Thank you. So I came up with what I call the thank you prayer. That's how I came up with how to become a chronic thanksgiver. Because one of my one of my actions or visions for that particular year was to be a chronic thanksgiver. So maybe yours is to be a reader. If you know I find it difficult to read alone, maybe one particular year was to read Purpose Driven Life. Maybe as someone who has been struggling to read that book, are you going to tell a friend to join you? Like what small steps are you going to put in place? So if you think the 40 days is too short for you, you can make yours 80 days. So you read a day in two days, you must break down your life or your vision into smaller, actionable steps. And the last one I would like to say, which is something I really take seriously, is that I have a word from God for me. So if you are someone who has been listening to this podcast, you would realize that last year, 2021, I always start with, we must work the works of him who has called us while it is day. For the night season of our life is coming where we will not be able to work. That was my vision for the year. So my vision, the word God gave me for the year 2021 was work. That was the word. And the scripture was from John chapter 9, from verses 3 and 4, that I must work the works of him who has sent me. So I note it. And whenever I'm praying, I always pray this thing, that Father, this year, help me work the works. I always quote it. I always bring it up wherever I do. I always conscientize myself. That's why in the podcast, I always start with it. And if you're observant, somewhere maybe from February or March going, you may notice that my introduction will change. It just lets you know 
that whatever I'll be saying as my introduction may be the word that God has given me for that year. So at the end of the year, so um, last year, I would evaluate myself. Did I really work the works of him who has sent me? I would know that what were the works that God gave me to do. How well did I execute them? So you must note these things down. So you must have a word. And mostly for me, I noticed that mostly my word for the next year comes around between August to November. So as I'm speaking to you now, my word for 2022 was already in somewhere around August. I already knew it. And the same for um, 2021. It was somewhere around November, October. I got my word for 2021 in 2020. So as I'm speaking to you now, I already know my word for 2022. And hopefully next year by this time, I will share with you my word that God gave me for the year. And that becomes the main yardstick by which I evaluate my relationship with God. And should become the main yardstick which you evaluate your relationship with God. And the last thing you may want to consider, which I know for Africans we really have an issue with, is that you may consider having a 10-year or a 20-year life plan. And maybe during the year, we will dedicate an episode and we will go through how we can come about with it. I know for Africans it's very, it's very difficult because, I don't know, there's something about us. You see, that's why an African leader can go and take a loan that he knows that he will have to pay in 20 years' time. But when he's taking the loan, he knows that in 20 years' time, he may either be dead or he won't be the president, he'll be an old man. But remember, the Chinese or the European is giving you that loan, will also not be the president in that year. But the Chinese or the European or the Asian is doing it for his children. So I know for Africa, I remember just last week, because I was talking to a friend, he was saying that he did an insurance policy for 10 years. And now he wants to terminate it because... Ah, Every month they are deducting the amount. Ten years looks too fast. Ten years there, what can happen? No? <laughs> but it's something you may consider doing. As for the ten year and the twenty year plan, it may not be as detailed as your yearly plan, but at least it should give you a certain rough idea. Or you can guess. It's very important. So maybe the seasons of your life, maybe from age ten to age sorry, let's say from age twenty to age thirty five. It's a very important season of your life. What are the main things you should be focusing in that life? From age 35 to, let's say, age 50, what are you focusing on? And even between the age 35 to age 50, you can also divide it. Let's say 35 to 45 or 40, 44, 43, then 44 to 40 to 50. Then from age 50 to age 70, what will you be doing from age 70? So these are things that you should consider. And if God permits, we would take you through also how you can come up with a 10-year or a 20-year life plan. You must be intentional about your life. And I want to end with this word. Jesus said that which of you is about building the house? Don't you first sit down and calculate the cost and know if you can really do it. Because if you start and you're unable to finish, people will laugh at you that you started something and you did not finish. May this never be our story. May you be deliberate about your life. May you be deliberate about how you spend your money. May you be deliberate about how you fulfill the will of God for your life. What giftings, what talents, what abilities has God given you? May you be deliberate about your decisions in life. May you be deliberate about your thought life. May you be deliberate. And I pray for us. I pray for us that may God give us the grace to run the race that is set before us. In fact, we want to spend some time in prayer. Ask God for grace to run the race 
that has been set before you. May we run the race that has been set before us. The Bible talks about Jesus, that for Jesus, he was looking for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despite the shame. Because of the joy in finishing the race, may we endure the cross and may we despise the shame. I pray for us all that the race set for us in the year 2022, may we run our course in the name of our Lord Jesus. May we not fall down by the wayside. Every vision, every word of God for our lives, may it come to pass in the year 2022. Our lives are getting bigger and better and greater. In this year, we do the will of God. In this year, we do not miss the moves of God. In this year, we fulfill the will of God for our lives. In this year, we are not missing God. In this year, we are not suffering the pains and the headaches of last year for our trouble he has given us double in this year the lord is our shepherd we have no wants and needs in life in this year we are taking heed to the ministry that god has given to us and we are fulfilling it in this year 2022 we are not slacking we are fervent in spirit serving the lord we are zealous always affected for doing the will of god in this year we run our race we keep the faith we fight the fight paul said i have fought the fight we have been called into a fight and we are fighting it all with the grace that god supplies for us in this year 2022 we enjoy the generosity of the father i'm so excited about this year ha ah, because we made 2021 ended oh god something huge father we thank you for qualifying us yet again for seeing this year and once again i want to leave you with this song and i'm believing god that you take your time and honestly evaluate that one day you will stand before that throne to account for the things you have done may you not take these words for granted and even as you do this, remember to give God your best and to make sure that the only thing you owe any man, this is the word I have for my life, give God your best. So this is not a vision for the year, it's a vision for my life. And I have resolved, and I hope you also resolve to give God your best and to make sure that you owe no man nothing but love. See you next week, even as we look at six prayers <laughs> to pray in the year 2022. See you next week, and I hope your January month will not be a 90 days month for you. I care, I'm sure some of us are eyes are clear, and I hope that you keep inviting friends to join us. And those who want to share your testimonies about how the podcast has been of help to you, how God has helped you in your mind. Feel free to keep sharing the Telegram channel or any news. Let us hear from you and see you next week. Bye-bye.